Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. For listening to the One Ministry Question Podcast, I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and today I'm here with Dan Eiton. Hey. And uh, we are going to answer a very important question in 15 minutes or less, and hopefully offer some practical insight and things that you can apply immediately in your context. So, Dan, what, what, what question are we tackling today? Today's question is, how do you balance the responsibility of leading the church, but also being an active member within that church? Like, how do you be someone that's vulnerable, but also seen in that leadership position? Okay, so um, I actually kind of got into an argument, not really an argument. We wouldn't have an argument, but uh, Henry Cloud was on our podcast I don't know. He's been on like three or four times. Uh, the other podcast, which is five leadership questions podcast. And um, I brought up uh, boundaries and yes, you know how boundaries are important, but also I think boundaries hinder because what they can do in this situation is I can um, talk myself into, Oh, it's a healthy boundary. If I don't have vulnerability with, uh, with, with staff members or key leaders in the church. Uh, that's just a healthy boundary. That's, that's, you know, creating a, a, a quote unquote work life balance. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is ministry is life and life is ministry and your role within the church as a professional staff person, um, is something that we've made up in the last 50 years. It's not something that is biblical. I don't think, um, you know, you could, you could go John Piper and say, gentlemen, we are not professionals. Um, I'm not all the way there either. However, uh, I, I just, you know, I, I think that when it comes to boundaries, yes, you need to have some, yes, you need to be careful, but often I think those things are, um, over applied, and actually, we don't see this happening. We don't see a healthy balance of people being able to um, lead the church, yet be vulnerable with the people they lead. If you are not vulnerable with the people that you lead, then you're probably setting them up uh, in some ways to fail mm -hmm. or not grow um, because you're setting them up for, I don't know, an example of leadership that um, maybe they can't live up to or you're setting them up to be let down because newsflash, you're not perfect. Uh, yep. and you, you're going to mess up. You're going to do things that disappoint them, et cetera, et cetera. So it's best to go ahead and own some of your stuff. Um, and, and you know, make sure that, uh, that's appropriate, but you got to own your stuff. What, what are your, some of your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think a leader that is humble and shows that humility to their congregation, um, is inspiring in a lot of ways. Um, I think that, uh, there is that balance and it's a really tricky one to figure out of, of how much to be vulnerable. Um, I think we always want to show that stoic picture of a leader who is, is in control and has everything together, but that's just not the reality. Like you said, um, it can lead to some, some difficulties, but, um, I think it, a just starts with, you know, a small group of people that Absolutely. really know what's going on. Um, and I, I think even within that, I've noticed just in my own life of being in a small group that I'm leading in my house with, you know, 15 people. Um, I don't necessarily have, I haven't in the past wanted to share 
everything that's going on. Um, and so I won't say or share anything. And I don't think that's the right way either. I think there's ways, you know, there can be confidential things that you are dealing with as a pastor in a church, some hard situations, either budget wise or interpersonally with other people. But I think there's ways to share just that there's something going on in your heart that you are wrestling through and you need prayer for um, without necessarily spilling all the confidential information. But I think it's hard. So I think it's 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 actually inauthentic, disingenuous, you know, filling the adjective of your choice there. If you're up uh, in front of your congregation saying, hey, you should be in biblical community, but you're not in biblical community yourself. At the same time, guys, I would say it is not smart not to choose who those people are that you are vulnerable with. So it is not an open cattle call of anybody who wants to be in the small group with the, the pastor or staff person. I, I don't think maybe staff person. I, you know, I don't know if, if you're a staff person listening to this, um, then I would say. It, it kind of depends. It really depends on you. You need to make sure that you're in a group that you feel comfortable with uh, sharing. If you're a uh, senior pastor, then guys, I would say it's important to be in a group. It's important to be in biblical community, um, but it's also important to choose wisely who's in that. Now, that's not to say you get clicky and this is the inner circle and this is, you know, the um, sharp, only the sharp, affluent uh, people in your church. Um, those that are sharp and affluent, uh, we, you know, sometimes just out of a natural human nature are kind of drawn to. However, you need to seek out and find uh, a, a blend of, of people that are still Number one, first and foremost, um, trustworthy and, and godly um, that you can be vulnerable with. And that way you're able to get up on stage with integrity, um, no matter what the size of your church is. If you're the pure bivocational, you know, single staff person church, that's totally fine. You still need to have that inner circle, just like, you know, depending on how it, this scales folks you need biblical community scales you heard it here first um but it, it allows you to you know be uh authentic and have integrity when you come up on stage and say hey you have to be in biblical community you can't grow into spiritual maturity apart from being in biblical community and you know hey i love what i do up here on sunday morning but guys you know there's a lot that happens between sundays uh, and there's a lot that uh, that when it uh, comes to discipleship that can't happen in this setting. Um, so, you know, ideally, if you're a, a church, whether it's it's you're using a Sunday school model or groups model or right now you're in a hybrid model, I would say you still need to seek ways um, to make sure that you have that in your life. And, you know, it, it's not just a small group uh, that we're talking about here, because if you're lucky enough to have staff, so most most pastors in America, uh, they, they don't have, you know, multiple staff that they have to worry about or layers of staff that they have to worry about. Um, in that case as well, I would say, uh, again, a lot of leadership is being somewhat vulnerable and learning in front of people. You got to be careful about, you know, what you're 
bringing up. You don't want to bring up everything. You want to be um, smart about that. But at the same time, um, I think people understand that you are a real person, whether uh, you think that um, that you should have this, you know, persona of having everything together. People know you don't have it all together. Yep. You may as well out some of that stuff and learn in front of them, have a contrite heart in front of them um, again, selectively, but you know, it, it does two things. It brings accountability uh, and it also brings uh, trust and loyalty from your team as well. Yeah. And I, I think there's a big issue of pride in us that we sometimes don't want to show those vulnerabilities in our lives. Um, I also think there's a whole other piece of this that is, especially for, for those of us that are married, um, I think allowing your spouse to feel the ability to be vulnerable with people is really huge in this. Cause, um, I know my, my wife, there's been times when we are in a small group that she's like, what can we share? What can't we share? Um, and I, I just, I hate, I hated those moments where she felt that way that she couldn't be vulnerable with, with women in her lives. Um, and you know, I tried to say, Hey, people you trust, like, I think you, you, sh you share as much as you think is, is possible in these areas. And when, you know, when we're struggling with an issue at church or somebody that hurt us, um, you know, I think being open about that is, is really helpful. When I think back to the best, uh, small group environments I've had over the years, uh, it was, it was a blend of when I had staff, it was a blend of staff and, uh, you know, lay leaders. And, um, one, I think it was interesting because from a staff perspective, the staff, the rest of the staff knew, Oh, you're in a group with these couple of staff members. Now, I don't know whether there was any, you know, conversation that went on, um, you know, behind closed doors or, or behind my back. But I assume that most of that, uh, conversation was good because, you know, I was trying to be vulnerable and authentic and, and, and all of those things. And I was careful about what I shared. Um, you know, as far as prayer requests, the infamous sharing of prayer requests, <laughs> um, you know, prayer requests aren't statements, especially when you're, uh, when you're with people, you're, that is not a, um, a way to communicate something. Uh, that is a way of calling on somebody that you're, you're close to, um, to pray with you, to join with you in prayer, uh, and lay those things at, at the feet of the father. So, um, all that to say, I can think of those two times. I mean, one of those, we still vacation. I mean, we've been going on vacation with the same group for 17 years. Mm -hmm. We all still gather. And these are people from all over the world at this point. I mean, people are flying in from everywhere. Um, we still go to Outer Banks every year and get a couple of houses. And this year, 26 out of 43 people um, tested positive for COVID. But, you know, uh, that's 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 part of it. And, and when you have that and when you have that trust, when you have that vulnerability, What's fascinating is, you know, uh, we haven't been in a group for I don't, over 10 years. I mean, we've all been and, and we're all in all parts of the world now. But as soon, you know, within 24 hours of getting back together, 
it's all it all seems perfectly natural. Like I can spill my guts to any of these people. I can uh, ask any of these people for prayer, whether it's that week or, you know, throughout the year. I mean, we we check on each other every now and then and, and all that. Now I have a, a current group that I'm in now. That's a guy's group. That was a couple's group. This is a guy's group. And that's different. I mean, um, I, I'll share anything. I have a pretty high level of disclosure anyway. But um, I am uh, no longer on staff at a church. I'm a leader at the church. I volunteer and stuff. But um, I'm in a, I'm in that small group with the senior pastor and um, uh, and and some other guys that are just lay leaders. There's nobody else on staff in there or anything like like that. But uh, it's just interesting to watch that as well. And you know how he handles himself there, which is again very vulnerable, <laughs> um, but measured. Uh, so anyways, so let me ask you this question, Todd, before we, before we hop off today's podcast, what are the red lines that you shouldn't cross on some of those? Okay. So in some instances, you're going to be dealing with, um, that, you know, private information, uh, that from other church members, um, if you have, uh, if you do have staff in your group, or key leaders in your group. That's going to be the case for most people that are listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. It may be, oh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in community with some of my leaders. Well, again, that's, you have to be careful about um, what you're sharing there. The red line would be anything that should be communicated to everyone, you know, uh, or it will be, uh, it Look, anytime there's something that's really um, important or timely or critical from a crisis standpoint, um, you're going to be you're going to have to mitigate this in your mind to say, okay, is this something appropriate to share with these people or not? Because I need to communicate this to uh, the key leader, all the key leaders or all the staff um, and then communicate it with the rest of the body. Uh, or, you know, something like that. So that's one thing. Another thing would be, um, you know, personal prayer requests of other people as pastor, you're often going to be a counselor as well. Mm-hmm. And you have to be careful not to bring, um, some of that information into a group setting. Uh, yes, you may genuinely care for that person. You may genuinely want prayer for that person. And you may genuinely trust people in that group. However, it's still not appropriate to um, betray, really, the trust of that person, uh, even though it's for a good cause, the cause of prayer. If that person is not giving you permission, then you shouldn't do that. If you want permission, then you can ask for it and say, hey, I'd like to share this with my group. Um, these are people that I trust, yada, yada. But those are two specific red lines that I would say, uh, in addition to that, there, there may be things that, um, from a counseling perspective, yeah. that you wouldn't want to, uh, I mean, personal counseling night. Now you're on the other side of the couch, right? Now you're the person on the couch. This is not the place to be, uh, on the couch, you know, from a being counseled, uh, by your group. Um, that is for a one-on-one setting or with a, a, a personal counselor. That's good. The last thing I'll say about, um, you know, we've been talking about 
being a leader and being an active member, one of the key things that I think it's also uh, important to do is to volunteer in a position that you're not being paid for. In addition yeah. to your pastoral role, um, it's always good to volunteer and put yourself in the position of volunteer, position of being led by someone else. And because in that way, you can show an example, you can show humility, um, and you can show that, hey, I'm not above this, uh, and this is important for everybody. When I get up on stage and say this is important, I really mean this is important, uh, and so important that in addition to, you know, the over 40 hours I put in a week, um, just like I know you do at your regular job, congregation, I'm putting in extra time to volunteer in some areas that I'm particularly passionate about as well. So, um, and we, we kind of ran the rabbit uh, really well on <laughs> the different elements that could come into play when it comes to being uh, a leader and being vulnerable with your team. So I uh, hope you found this helpful. Uh, if you have, please share it with someone uh, or hop on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Thanks for listening.